Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hey everybody, it has been a little while since I have recorded anything. It is November 26, and I am almost done my first semester. Fall semester is almost done. I'm so excited. I have been studying my butt off. I'm in five courses this semester. Next semester, not going into five courses. So I have been busy studying, busy learning, and really just taking care of myself, staying off social media. For anyone that knows me, you guys know that I'm pretty big on setting healthy boundaries with social media because First and foremost, it is such a big distraction. It really does take up so much time out of your day, especially if you find yourself scrolling through other people's news feeds and not getting done the things that you need to get done because you're too distracted. And when we're constantly posting on social media or looking on social media, Um, it can take away our focus from what we're doing, from the work we're doing. So for me, because studying and reading is such a huge part of my daily life, in order for me to be able to continue to study and actually read for, like, say, an hour straight, I need to stay off social media. The more I go online, the more distracted I become. And I found myself not being able to even read for 10 minutes straight. Like my mind just would not focus. Uh, So I've really started to set healthy boundaries within social media. This all started, mm, what, how long ago was it? Probably a year ago, I decided to do a social media fast because it was really getting to me. I was so unhappy whenever I would look at social media for too long. I'd become really critical of my body, really critical of my husband Kevin's body and our relationship and everything. And like my life is is good. Like I have a good life. And I would just be really critical and really depressed. So I took a social media fast and for 10 weeks I didn't go on. And something in me really changed after that. I realized how much happier I was staying off social media. So now I, ever since that, I have been able to really maintain healthy boundaries. And to be honest, whenever I find myself looking through Instagram, it's effing boring. Like it's so boring and so lame. And I just think this is so lame. This is so lame looking at people taking pictures of themselves and flexing in the mirror, whoever, whoever you choose to follow, like it's lame. So I have a life and it's not on social media. That being said, I wanted to talk a little bit today about diet culture, uh, socioeconomics, which is 
our wealth and how it pertains to food and our health. And then just talk about what society expects from us in terms of our bodies and how much money we make and children and all of these different thoughts that I want to get out today. So we're just going to have a little bit of a chat and hopefully you can glean some insight into what the topics cover today. Diet culture is a big thing. I recently heard of a bar in Dubai and I'm going to pull it up. So there's a fusion club in Dubai that is promoting it's promoting women to gain weight or to be okay with gaining weight. So it's giving women free drinks based on their weight. So if you go in there, you can weigh yourself in front of the bartender or just write down your weight discreetly on a piece of paper and depending on how much you weigh, I think it's the more you weigh, the more free drinks you get. And they're trying to encourage women to be okay with being a heavier weight or be okay with gaining weight. Um, the, the news line says a Dubai bar is giving women free drinks based on their weight. It's good to gain weight. And you know, while this sounds really good, like, yeah, body positivity, I think this is BS. This is still focusing on weight and it's feeding into the diet culture that is already so pervasive. And when we focus on weight, we take ourselves out of our body and and it's not a healthy place to be, whether we're focusing on gaining weight or focusing on losing weight, we're still focusing on this really arbitrary number. And this, the number that we weigh is so objective and subjective and depending on what you're going through and your body type and your gender and activity level, like weight is, is not the number one focus. It is one measurement out of many measurements that we can use to track our health. Now, of course, if you gain, if you're, if you're really heavy for your height and for your activity level, maybe you do need to lose weight. But by focusing on weight all the time, we're taking our shift from what we really should be focusing on, which is how we feel inside and how we look to ourselves in the mirror. And if we're healthy, it doesn't matter if maybe you are 20 pounds, uh, quote unquote, overweight, because what is overweight if we're healthy? We can be healthy at any size. So it's interesting. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. If you think that this concept of stepping on a weigh scale in a bar to get free drinks um, because it promotes being heavier, do you think it's a good thing or do you not think it's a good thing? Personally, I think it's still focusing on the wrong thing, um, but maybe maybe you feel different and any chance to get a free drink maybe is okay with you and that's totally fine as well. But diet culture really is pervasive and it's not just pervasive in North America, but places like Dubai and the Middle East and we're seeing this diet culture 
just spread rapidly everywhere. And we have to be so aware of what we're engaging in and what we're allowing into our minds when it comes to diet culture. And this is one of the biggest reasons we need to set boundaries within social media because diet culture really does creep in through social media. I mean, think about your day-to-day interactions. And of course, diet culture is always there, but it is in your face when you go online. Because predominantly, people are going on social media platforms like Instagram now, which is all image focused. And yeah, there is a lot of body positive movements happening and that's great. But I look at people who are promoting body positivity and promoting this like, let's get real on Instagram um, and, and trying to expose the fallacy that's behind a lot of these images and yet certain people a lot of people even though they're promoting this message they're still putting up pictures that suggest otherwise so for example if someone's saying Instagram is just a highlight reel and we don't see what's really going on behind the scenes and and that caption is under a picture of them smiling and, you know, or taking a selfie of themselves or whatever the case may be. Like they're still showing their highlight reel. And it's a little bit contradictory to say the very least. Um, And sure, people, you know, have businesses that they use their Instagram for and they maybe want their accounts to stay positive. But I just think if you're promoting a certain message, but you're doing something that's contradictory, then there's this um, dissociation, which is a very interesting phenomenon. And, and I, we can say that we're aware of it and to be aware of it, but at the end of the day, uh, we're only human. We, we're going to go online and we're going to look at pictures and we're going to compare ourselves. We're probably going to always come up short because... We're just judgmental creatures and we judge ourselves compared to what we see. Uh, so I would be I would be careful about following certain people, especially people who are promoting any kind of supplement or fitness regime and following fitness accounts is totally cool. It can you can get some really good inspiration. I follow fitness accounts as well. But if you're going online and you're looking at people's bodies instead of like actually getting fitness inspiration and going to the gym and doing those workouts, but just like gazing upon other people's bodies and feeling bad about yourself, I would also not follow those people. I mean, this sounds, I feel like a a freaking broken record talking about this, but you know, it's not going away. And the only way that it goes away is if we change something and I know that um, that's a scary proposition because our whole world has become online and you know in a society that is so connected 
we're very disconnected from one another and it's it's troubling it's really troubling and people don't ask one another how they're doing anymore because all they have to do is go online and look and there are people that post their entire lives their entire days why do you need to ask them how they're doing they've just posted it i mean obviously you should still ask them if they're your friend but uh, we become extremely disconnected through social media and and i don't know if it represents our progress or if it represents our demise but i might say the latter a little bit more than than the former um so diet culture is really pervasive through social media because um, diet culture is directly linked through the images that we see. If we stop seeing those images or stop focusing on them, and you can't just like shut your eyes and pretend none of it's going on, but if you're constantly engaged in those images, then you are a part of diet culture and it's pretty hard to get out of it, really hard. So diet culture is just this focus on our bodies it's a focus on being overly healthy it can also be wrapped in that package as well when someone looks really healthy or people who are constantly posting pictures of food and and claiming to be really healthy ah i still think you're just posting pictures about food and and making people almost feel bad about not eating healthy foods or, right? Like there's so much underneath everything. It's a very interesting psychology going on with that. Uh, it also shows, and this is something that I want to talk about too, is, is that socioeconomic divide between the poor and the wealthy. And I'm just going to put that out there because socioeconomics plays such a huge role in our health because it determines what access we have available to us through food and through uh, gym memberships. Like you think about the poor and the wealthy and how they're vastly different in terms of health. Think about the people who buy supplements they're usually people who are more affluent because supplements are expensive and yet those people have greater access to healthy food and should technically not need to use supplements whereas people who fall below the income line who are impoverished probably would benefit from supplements because their nutrition is not as healthy because they don't have access to that healthy food like wealthy people do and yet the wealthy people are flocking to these supplements and it's so interesting it's a very interesting phenomenon but it's almost as if someone who's posting certain recipes on social media with hemp hearts and flaxseed and coconut oil and baobab powder and all of these fancy things that are not accessible to the poor it's almost as if they're saying this is my socioeconomic status and 
and it's in a way elevating themselves to be higher above and and don't get me wrong i don't believe that people are doing this on a conscious level but we have to talk about socioeconomics when it comes to health and food because the message that people are putting out there is basically in order to be healthy you have to be wealthy and they're they're showing that by the food that they eat by the vacations that they take by the clothes that they wear in order to be happy you have to be wealthy yeah <laughs> it's a it's a very very interesting time to be living in in terms of social media and when we unwrap all of that outward stuff and we really get down to what's going on inside what is the motivation for posting pictures and posting your life and i think a big a big part of it is to show your socioeconomic status because it's just it's kind of wired into us um and it's causing more of a divide than it is helping someone by posting a picture of your you know wild caught salmon that probably costs $15 a piece and your desserts made of dates and almonds uh the poor can't afford that <laughs> just going to throw that out there they can't afford that like they they can hardly afford to feed a family let alone feed a family of wild salmon and quinoa and i know some things are are cheaper but really we need to take this into account when we're promoting a message of health a message of inclusion a message of body positivity because if what if the message that we're putting out and the images that we're putting out is saying otherwise and is making health unachievable and i say health loosely health unachievable to majority of the world because let's be honest um north america is extremely affluent uh, a lot of european countries uk extremely affluent people can afford stuff but majority of people they can't so if we're causing more of a divide how positive is is our message and should we maybe change that that's just one thought that's just one thought on our socioeconomics and health and of course socioeconomics play into uh, our access to healthcare in so many different ways it's something to be conscious of if we're truly going to be inclusive we need to be inclusive of everyone not just of the same social class as ourselves you know society expects a lot from us it expects us to look a certain way it expects us to make a certain amount of money to hold certain positions to be of certain influence like everyone wants to be an influencer now and and i think where we're going is we're just trying to grasp at all these different areas to meet these expectations that society puts on us that we put on ourselves 
it's also very interesting to watch because I'm at an age now where, I mean, most of my friends, if they're not, or most of the people I grew up with, if they're not married or having kids, they're, they're kind of the odd man out. I'm one of the few that doesn't have children, that's decided not to have children. And it's interesting to watch what people my age are going through, married, maybe some are even divorcing. Like what society expects from us is so heavy and it's hard to determine what is real and what is not. Like what's coming from ourselves and what's coming from the outside. And does actually anything come from ourselves or is everything, every choice, every decision, every action, every thought we make, is it a result of social influence? That's a hard question, but the more I think about it, the more I wonder what is really my voice and what what is the voice that's coming out that's been instilled upon me through my social circumstances and socialization, whether it be from growing up or school or university or books that we read, like what is our voice actually? And that's a very interesting concept to think about. That could, um, I think there's been a few psychologists that that has driven mad actually, where they, they don't really know what's real anymore and what, what is, I don't even know how to explain that, but uh, if you think about that long enough, that will maybe cause a little bit of discomfort in you as well. But what society expects from us plays a huge role in our health, in our physical health, and in our mental health. Because if we're constantly striving to meet these goals that we believe are going to make us happy, we can put ourselves into a lot of physical stress and a lot of emotional stress as well. And so it's really important to take a step back and really determine what is your desires and your voice in a sea of noise. And that can be very challenging to determine, especially if we are constantly letting ourselves be inundated with noise all the time. When my husband wakes up, and I'm gonna like put the blame on him just a little bit now, but like I'm being a hypocrite because I do the same thing. But he gets up and the first thing he does is he looks at the news. I just think, look at the news, like within the first 10 minutes of being awake and you're just being inundated by information instead of just taking some time to just relax. Now I get up and I drink some water and he drinks water too. I get up and I have this game that, okay, I'm obsessed with, it's called Design Home. And I've been playing it for over two years and I've spent a ton of real money, not proud of myself. It's, you design these rooms and I just love it because it's interior design, whatever. But I go on and that's what I do. I'm still being inundated by someone else's agenda. Don't get me wrong. 
So I don't, I realize I'm being hypocritical right now, but what we do in that first bit of our day really does set the stage for how our entire day is going to go. I would love to actually just sit down and spend some time with God, spend some time praying, maybe reading my Bible. Do I do that? No, I don't. I want to, but I don't. (laughs) So we do the things, we don't do the things that we want to do and we do the things that we don't want to do and that's just human nature and this is something that we need to battle against all the time is making the right decisions. Um, But it is really important how we spend that first little bit of our day to really reduce the noise that's coming in and to determine what you're expecting from yourself and if it's achievable, what society is expecting from you and if it's achievable and where you fit in in between and where you're okay with. I'm going to give you an example of children because I think it's uh, a really big issue. I've decided not to have children um, for numerous reasons. One of the, the biggest reasons is that Kevin had a vasectomy from his previous marriage and then had it reversed when we got married and it didn't work. And we had contemplated getting a reversal redo or adopting, but there is something inside of me that is not 100% committed to a child. And I have to be honest with myself. And I know that society expects women to have children. It's, it's our, I remember my grandfather, bless his soul, saying it is your duty to have children. It is not my duty to have children. It is my duty to do whatever work is called for me and to follow a path that has been set out for me and to figure out how to be the best person I can be and how to love other people. Like those are my duties. It's not to be a baby making machine. Um, so I struggled with this decision for a long time and we tried to have children and it didn't work out. And there comes a point where you have to ask yourself if something's not working out, is it really meant to work out? Or are we just fighting against what's really meant to be? Um, Children is a really interesting topic to talk about, especially in um, a world where everyone is very concerned, I'm going to say, concerned with the climate and global warming. And I'm not going to get into this topic at all, but I'm just going to say to those people, if you're preaching about the condition of our planet so strongly and with such conviction that it's such an emergency, probably shouldn't have any children because they're the greatest source, greatest contributor to global warming. Like biggest carbon footprint is to have a child. That's all I'm going to say about that um, because we could get into a whole topic that I'm not going to talk about. But yeah, if you're if you're one of those people who think that the world is in dire need, then you should not have children. 
So I made a decision not to have children from my own personal beliefs and how I feel inside. And this tug between what society expects from us and what we really want is so strong. And that's why it's important to cut out the noise, especially within those first little bits of your morning and really determine like, what do you want from life? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of goals do you have? Are they your goals or are they someone else's goals? Are they going to make you happy or do you think they're going to make you happy because other people are doing them? That was another big thing for me with children is there was a part of me that just wanted to have them because everyone else was was doing it. And it's like everyone was in this club that I'm not a part of now. And that's a really bad reason to want to have children. Like you should want to have children because you want to have children, not because everyone else is doing it. So are you trying to have this body shape and mold and sculpt your body because other people have this body? Are you trying to eat a certain way because other people are eating this certain way or, you know, go on these vacations to certain places because other people have gone there? Like, where do you want to go on vacation? Not where did you see someone on Instagram go? And so that looks fun. So you think you'd like to go there, but like, where do you actually want to go? Where do you actually want to go? Maybe you don't want to go lie on a beach. Maybe you want to go to a place that is not super destination-y, but is so interesting to you. Like what role is society playing? And society always plays a massive role on all of our decision-making. But what is society expecting of you? And what are you expecting of yourself? And how are the two intermingling I'm like (laughs) trying to find the words to say uh, I'm sure you get what I'm trying to come across as it's important to retain as much of our own voice as possible as as physically possible if it is even possible to have our own voice amidst all of the social influences that we have um, and really figure out what we want for our lives and I think that we will become more content and more accepting of everyone, including ourselves, when when we figure out what we really want in life and stop imposing what society expects from us and stop imposing unrealistic ideals that we're getting from outside influences. At the end of the day, I think most of us just want to be happy and feel like we're doing something that matters. But I think because we're so influenced now, we have access to so much information. Like I just talked to my one of my best friends who's in Australia right now. We just like talked on FaceTime. I mean, that's that's amazing. Like we just talked on FaceTime and she's in Australia and I'm in Canada. You know, we have so much access to information and we can have anything that we want. It's hard to figure out what's actually going to make us happy. But we do know that happiness doesn't really expand above the level of having our basic needs met. 
And when we have our basic needs met, like food and water and shelter and relationships, like the more we gain doesn't really bring us more happiness. It doesn't bring us more contentment because really, you know, at our at the base level, we just need our basic needs met. And that is a lot harder for most people to achieve. When we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if people aren't getting their basic needs met, they can never reach higher levels. So that highest level is of that self-actualization of knowing who we are and, and fulfillment. But if we're not getting those basic needs met, we can never move up those levels. If we don't have proper relationships and we don't experience love, we don't experience belonging, we don't experience connection, how are we ever going to achieve fulfillment? And it's very interesting. Now, of course, our basic needs cost money. And our again, back to socioeconomics, like our socioeconomic status determines our health because if we can't afford our basic needs, we are screwed. Like we are really screwed. But if we can afford our basic needs, which a lot of us can, love and connection and belonging, those things don't cost money, but they bring us so much wealth into our lives, so much abundance. And if we're not experiencing that, it doesn't matter how much clothes you buy or how many followers you have on Instagram or your your seemingly connected life. If you're not having those face-to-face interactions that are deep and meaningful and life-changing, then being happy is really challenging and not even just being happy because that's kind of a lame goal to have as well. Like, I just want to be happy. What does happy mean? I mean, I want to be content. I want to be content when things are good and I want to be content when things aren't good. And I think that's a better goal to have than to be happy, than to have more stuff, than than any of that. But again, this starts with our basic needs as well. So we need to make sure that our basic physical needs are being met, our basic emotional needs are being met. And then I think those our mental health really does come into line with what it should be when, when those basic needs are really being met. So I'm going to leave the discussion with that and just give you something to think about and how it's going to pertain to your life, how this information that we talked about today pertains to your life. Are you content with where you're at right now? Are you immersing yourself in diet culture by the people you follow, by the interactions you have, by the things you're putting out too, because you could be a part of this as well, like you probably are a part of it. Um, Are you really sending out a message of positivity and inclusion or are you elevating yourself and showing your socioeconomic status online in an unconscious way? And can you maybe change that to be more inclusive of everyone? Uh, What, if you are 
really focused on health on your social media? Like, is it is it coming from a healthy place or is it coming a little bit from a neurotic place? Like, are you really healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? Like, are you really healthy or is it something that you're just purveying but like it's too much? Like, it's just too much. Um, and are you... Are you satisfied with the things that you're expecting from yourself or that you think society expects from you? Are you living a life that's authentic to what you really want? And again, we're, we're all influenced socially, but things feel more authentic and real and truthful to us than other things. And are you being truthful to yourself? That's the biggest question. And are you showing kindness and love to other people? So that's all I have to say today. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes And please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.